0: Let go, I ain't got time, I ain't got time tum, to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, wrong. or else you won't be walking okay. out. I ain't got time tum, to hear what they be talking about. Best do早ured. to prove me wrong, or else you won't be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you won't be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you won't be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you won't be walking out. This is Sadiq, and you're listening to the Prove Me Wrong podcast, which is a sports-related podcast where I'll discuss a wide range of topics from the NFL, NBA, and collegiate athletics happening every Tuesday morning. What's up, America? So we're going to start off the show. We're not going to talk about what happened on Sunday or Monday. We're going to talk about what's happening off the field. Aaron Rodgers is what we're going to start this podcast about. So Aaron Rodgers, if you don't know, got COVID he got tested for he's positively tested for COVID-19 which the NFL has strict protocols on those who have COVID-19 trying to get back on the field to play obviously that's all you know the typical protocol but the issue here is that there's protocols for those who are Unvaccinated, and those there's a protocols for those who are vaccinated in terms of how you should approach your day to day work playing in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers on August 26th of this year said that he was immunized when asked if you are vaccinated. Yeah, I'm immunized. There's a lot of conversation around it, around the league. And a lot of guys who have made statements and not made statements, owners who have made statements. There are a lot of guys on the team that haven't been vaccinated. I think it's a personal decision. I'm not going to judge those guys. Sir, you're one of those guys. You're unvaccinated. And that's not a problem. The problem is, is that you lied about it. You flat out lied. You wasn't loose with the words. You wasn't somebody that just didn't understand the proper definition. Aaron Rodgers, for those who don't know, is egotistical, selfish, self-centered. That's what he is. And it's proof into the pudding right here, right now. We're in a global pandemic. Everyone needs to be vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated in the NFL, then you need to go through the proper channels and making sure that you abide by their rules he used the word immunize trying to be slick so everybody can just bypass it and players that are not vaccinated which they are in the nfl and they are playing Kirk cousins are the uh the quarterback for the minnesota vikings carson Wentz, the quarterback for the indianapolis colts they're not vaccinated but When you watch them every Sunday or Monday or Thursday, if they're on the field, on the sidelines, they have a mask on. They do a lot of their interviews via Zoom. If they do an interview, they have their mask on. They are are adhering to the proper protocols and procedures for those who want to play in the NFL, yet do not want to take the vaccine. And that is completely fine within your right. But Aaron Rodgers, you use immunize. You know, I'm just a guy that, you know, went to Cornell, Ivy League, you know, right now getting an NBA at Georgetown. I think I can look up the word immunize and tell you what it means. From the CDC, you know, the people that have been helping us get through this pandemic. They define immunization as The vaccine being introduced to your body to treat a specific disease. And you haven't had that. So you're lying. If you haven't had Pfizer, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson, then you need to stop this. Aaron Rodgers should be suspended for the year. Period. Point blank. He won't, though, because the NFL has to make their money. He is a prime player in the nfl one of the top players in the game he's one of the illustrious organizations in the league which is the green bay packers which he's a part of and obviously football football is king but at the end of the day lives matter whether it's white black blue green or yellow so Aaron Rodgers should not be able to get away with this the green bay packers should not be able to get away with this because I will tell you right now, the Green Bay Packers definitely knew that Aaron Rodgers was not vaccinated. The players that he interacts with on a daily basis knew that he was not vaccinated. Everybody kept on the hush and hush. Everybody kept on the hush and hush because I guarantee you if he was one of these bomb quarterbacks, he was uh, one of these second string or third stringers. Oh, his his butt would have been out of there. So Aaron Rodgers, I love Aaron Rodgers as the player. You know, it's Aaron Rodgers' neighborhood. You got your whole neighborhood potentially infected with COVID-19. What is wrong with you? And people want to say, oh, you know, uh, we you should try to compare this to Kyrie. No, I'm going to give the same energy I gave it to Kyrie to Aaron Rodgers. But these situations are different. I commend Kyrie for at least taking some type of stance. I still don't know what that stance is. He wants to bring a voice to the voiceless. He wants to bring unvaccinated people with vaccinated people and work together, kumbaya. I don't know what he's trying to do, but at least he is not intentionally looking to harm his teammates, the media, and the people around him. Aaron Rodgers is completely and utterly wrong on this i'm big on hey if you're going to take a stand that's fine just know the consequences of the stand that you're going to be taking it on Kyrie said hey i'm willing to lose 17 uh million dollars this season and not play aaron rodgers wanted his cake and he won the side of ice cream no whether you, you need to be vaccinated or not And if you're not vaccinated, you need to adhere to those proper proceedings and protocols that the NFL and the states have mandated. Now, I don't know if Wisconsin has any regulations in terms of, you know, needing to be vaccinated to work at a particular place like, you know, New York City has. But the NFL does. And Aaron Rodgers lied. He went to the media. He does media sessions every single week before every single game. Up until now, he's came there constantly with no mask on. If you're gonna speak to the media, you need to have your mask on. And and Aaron Rodgers thought he was slick. You know why he thought he was slick? Because he thought that if he put he 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 thought if he put on a mask, he would be adhered to questions like, "Wait, so what's going on?" I, you know, uh, if I put a mask on, hey, they're gonna ask me questions about me being vaccinated again, and I don't want to deal with that. And then after this bombshell of the news came out, Aaron Rodgers went on the Pat McAfee show, great show by the way, uh, it's Pat McAfee, AJ Hawk, and Aaron Rodgers is typically there on a weekly basis. And he says, and i quote, I didn't lie in my initial press conference. At the time, my plan was to say that I've been immunized. It wasn't some sort of ruse or lie. It was the truth. That's a lie! He, The reporter asked you simply, are you vaccinated or you're not? And where's your stance on that? Aaron Rodgers is dead wrong on this. The Green Bay Packers, you're dead wrong on this. So the Green Bay Packers, they need to be fined heavily. Right now, the NFL is going through their investigations, getting all the tapes all the tapes if you remember last year the denver broncos had to get a quarterback from fedex and i ain't talking about fedex field i'm talking about fedex shipping company they had to get a quarterback off of there so he could play a game because all their quarterbacks did not adhere to the proper protocols for the, for the COVID 19 to get through the season so and they got fined heavily and the the Roger Goodell, you need to come down with a star hammer. It need to be. You need to come down with this. You need to come down with this big time. I'm talking big time. I'm talking about a uh, Goku, Kamehameha wave type of fine. I'm talking about you need to come down on them so bad that if anybody ever does this ever again, it will be damn near like like the death sentence in, in, in sports. If you don't know what the death sentence is, look up the Timberwolves and and, and Kevin Garnett with the Joe Smith uh, signing. That's damn near a death sentence. So I need to see. I need to see at least two three million dollar fine. I definitely need to see draft picks taken away, and I need Aaron Rodgers to be out for the season. Now I know I won't get the season, but at least four or five games. Period. Now that we've talked about Aaron Rodgers and his nonsensical ways. Let's talk about some football, shall we? The first, the Monday Night Football game. Did y'all see that? Steelers, Bears. It was a classic football game. You got some offense. You got a lot of defense. You even got some special teams that changed the complexity, potentially, for the game. But all that to say, the Bears, Justin Fields, that was a long day that he had until the fourth quarter when he was dealing he was dealing he had that touchdown pass with about less than two minutes to go in the game to Mooney drifted to his left and just put it right on a dime to Mooney but there was enough time for big Ben Roethlisberger and that offense to get down the field now, Big Ben, he wasn't spectacular, only had 205 yards, two touchdowns, but then turned the ball over. And there was a not a lot of penalties going towards the Pittsburgh way because Chicago was getting ramrodded with these penalties. And before I continue with the Steelers, let me talk about that taunting penalty that they had. Fourth quarter, Chicago Bears get a sack. They get called for taunting. And if you look back on the replay, the man was literally looking at the Steelers bench. Didn't say a word, but was just looking at their bench after he made the sack of the game. Came up from the practice squad, made the sack of the game, and yet he gets taunting penalty, Marsh, the linebacker? Seriously? NFL, y'all got to do something about this because this will really cost a team a game because let's just be real. Chicago Bears on the next drive, they went down and scored had the Steelers not had the opportunity to get those three points. Maybe we're talking about a whole different ball game where the Steelers are the ones that at the end of the game, instead of having to go for a field goal to win it, they have to go for a touchdown and maybe they don't score. But Justin Fields, he looked good. Like I said before, 291 yards, a touchdown, a pick. He was really rattled in the first half and really some of the third quarter. But in that fourth quarter, when the money was on the line, he came up and showed up. But I also have to talk about that running back, Najee Harris out of Bama. He looked good. Now, the numbers don't startle you, but if you watch the game, he was making something out of nothing. That offensive line for the Steelers is horrible. And he got 62 yards. He got a touchdown. And that that Steelers team in general is not that good. Outside of TJ Watt, Minka, Joe joe hayden and on offense ben red ain't all of that you got chase claypool who's a stud naji's a young star hopefully to come about but lord have mercy that team is not good that team the fact that they got five wins is a testament to mike tomlin the head coach that brother don't like losing just pointing me that brother do not like losing He also puts his players in positions to win. Like I said before about the Chicago Bears, and I'll say it again, they're not going to be good this season. We all know that. And I told this to my boy Sam last week when he was on the show, but I'm going to give you the alternate version. I don't care if it's the Chicago Bears, a Black Bear, a Polar Bear, or Grizzly Bear. This team is horrible. This team is not that good, especially offensively. Shoot, they make the Jets look good. Now, on to other games. Let's talk about the Denver Broncos going into Dallas, Texas. they beating the Breaks off the Cowboys. They beat the Breaks off the Cowboys. Dak Prescott looked horrible. Zeke Elliott looked horrible. That offense was horrible. In the fourth quarter, because, you know, they got some garbage points at the end, because that's what they do. They love the empty calories. It was midway third, I mean, midway fourth quarter. Midway fourth quarter, Dallas was down 30 to nothing. The Denver Broncos did whatever they wanted, however they wanted. First, let's talk about that running game. Lord have mercy. They were oh they were creating highways, not holes, highways for Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. They combined for 38 carries for a buck 91 and a touchdown. They were just dominant. And whenever they needed to play, Tim Patrick, wide receiver, four four catches, 85 yards and a touchdown, was there for Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridge. That man steered the ship. That man did not turn the ball over. That man was great. Now, the Dallas Cowboys, this is a blimp. This is an aberration. I don't think this is something that they need to be concerned about just throw the tape away and move on. But for that, for the offense, but for the defense, Lord have mercy. Stefan Diggs, everybody was praising him, thinking he's some great corner, yada, yada, yada. No, he's not. He's not a great corner. He's a good corner. He ain't great. He reminds me a lot of Asante Samuel, but a little bit not as high football IQ. Asante didn't really get beat on double moves like the way he get beat. Every single time he gets beat is because he get beat on a double move because he thinks the receiver is going to sit on the route and he's going to be able to pick him off. And that did not happen. Trayvon Diggs, you're not as good as your brother, Stefan Diggs. But that defense. That defense is slightly overrated. Offensively, this is an aberration. They'll be better next time because Dak Prescott came back from injury and he was a little bit rusty. They'll be fine. But that defense, all oh, that defense isn't as good as people think they are. They're better than they are last year. But they remind me a lot of that Saints 9 defense where they really weren't good in terms of, Letting people score or rush or pass on them, but what they really was good at is turning the ball over. And I think that's where the Cowboys defense can hang their hat on. They will turn you over, and we'll see what happens with the Cowboys. Or else you gonna be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong. Or else you gonna be walking out. Walking, out? Walking, out? walking out. Now let's talk about what happened in the NFL this week. The first thing. Tennessee Titans, we're going to remember those Titans because they went into so-fi stadium, whether you want to call it so-fi, so-fly, so-fine, So-Fi, and beat the brakes off of the Rams. The Rams just look not like the Rams. Matthew Stafford was turning the ball over like he's Carson Wentz, throwing it in the back of the end zone, got a pick, and then 26 seconds later, throws a pick six. Matthew Stafford, you my MVP candidate. You the guy that I think is going to win the MVP. Play like it. Now, I know last couple of weeks they played some bomb teams. They played the Giants, beat the brakes off of them. They played the Lions, beat the brakes off of them. They played the Texans and they beat them. But you played a good Tennessee Titans team that came in there without their best player, Derek Henry, King Henry, brung in Adrian Peterson off the street. And you allow them to come in there and win. And it's the middle of the season, and I get it. But y'all need to play better. I think y'all turn it around. We'll see what happens moving forward. But the Rams just did not look how they were supposed to look. Now, you're playing the San Francisco 49ers, and let's talk about them and that monstrosity that happened. No A.J. Green. No Kyler Murray, no DeAndre Hopkins, no T.J. Watt. No, no, no. And y'all lose 31-17 to a guy named Colt McCoy. Really? San Fran, y'all looking terrible this season. Just Let us just call it what it is. Jimmy Garoppolo, yet again, turns the ball over. Y'all can't run the football because, Lord have mercy, against the Arizona Cardinals you had 39 rushing yards they had a buck 63 so that in and of itself is bad and then the turnovers three to zero let's just call it what it is y'all not playing great football y'all want to run the ball and hit people with a deep play action game that's what y'all want to do and y'all do a lot of motioning and y'all do a lot of eastern western kind of thing windows dressing i like to call y'all need to play better Trey Lance ain't going to save y'all because he's a rookie and he hasn't played well, to be honest. Jimmy Garoppolo needs to play better. And the Arizona Cardinals only have one loss, and that was because A.J. Green didn't turn his head around? Come on now. Come on, San Fran. The, the, The sea is getting hot, Kyle Shanahan. The sea is getting hot, John Lynch. Let's talk about another game. Let's talk about another game all in its entirety. Lamar Jackson does it again. He's just that dude. Like, we need to stop thinking that Lamar Jackson is just a runner or somebody that only plays with good leads. This man erased another double-digit deficit, and that's the most with any quarterback this season. Lamar Jackson, the first player in NFL history, 2,000 passing yards, 600 rushing yards in his first eight games. He's on pace to have over 4,500 yards and over 1,200 rushing yards. If he's not the MVP, I don't know who is. who is. It's either him or Matthew Stafford. But to me, if I had a vote, which I hope so one day will, Lamar Jackson's the MVP, and everybody knows it. This brother was sensational against the Minnesota Vikings, First Cousins was dealing, two touchdowns, they didn't really throw it a lot, but he was efficient. Dalvin Cook was cooking with 17 attempts for a buck 10, but Lamar Jackson, Action Jackson, the turnover is notwithstanding because he needs to work on those. Got sacked a little bit because the offensive line hasn't played particularly well. Three touchdowns, 266 yards passing, 120 rushing. Now, that that, that rushing team, it don't matter who it is. It could be me, you, the janitor, the training staff. It could be an offensive lineman. You're going to get 70 yards. Devontae Freeman, off the street, 70 yards. Le'Veon Bell, off the street, about 50 yards and a touchdown. The Ravens I had in the Super Bowl, I'm going to keep with it because you're going to have to slay Lamar Jackson. You're just going to have to slay Lamar Jackson in order to win. let's talk about another team that has Super Bowl aspirations. Lord have mercy. What the hell happened with the Buffalo Bills? Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Well, you wasn't circling nothing because y'all lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yes, I said it. The Jacksonville Jaguars. That pathetic franchise where Urban Meyer coaching them and Trevor Lawrence having an ankle injury. And y'all lost six to nine. Lord have mercy if somebody told me that Josh Allen would get sacked by Josh Allen, that Josh Allen would force a fumble on Josh Allen. Josh Allen will fumble recover against Josh Allen, With Josh Allen would throw a pick to Josh Allen. First time that's happened since I don't know when. The Buffalo Bills look pitiful. The the Buffalo Bills look lethargic. Once again, the Buffalo Bills can't run the ball like that because they only had 72 yards and Jacksonville only had 79. But the biggest indictment against the Buffalo Bills was the turnovers. Three turnovers. So what am I supposed to do with that? You can't lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars. You already had an inside track to being the number one seed in the NFL, in the AFC, in my opinion, because of the division that you played in your remaining schedule. But you, but that was contingent upon you beating the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now you have three L's on your loss. You might be fighting just to win the division because the Patriots are now coming into play. Now, y'all play, the, y'all play my Jets. Go easy on them because y'all going to beat the brakes off of them because y'all angry now. But the Buffalo Bills need to get it together. Now let's talk about OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr. He has been released from the Cleveland Browns. That honeymoon is over. That honeymoon was terrible. Shoot, that honeymoon was horrible. They were just—they just didn't connect. Baker Mayfield did not connect with OBJ, and it just didn't work. And that's okay. They tried to trade him at the trade deadline, but his salary being around eight million for the rest of the season, and you having the next two seasons. Teams that were reluctant to essentially, you know, give up much for his services. So the Cleveland Browns essentially traded, uh, essentially released him, which is fine and it's okay. Now, some people are going to say, well, OBJ lost a stab. OBJ ain't what he used to be. OBJ is not that guy anymore. OBJ should regret you know, trying to leave the Giants. That's the only thing that I will agree with. He had it made. He was going to have Saquon Barkley, even though he's injury prone. Daniel Jones, turnover prone. And the bright lights of New York City. But no, he wanted to see, try to get up on out of there. And guess what they shipped him? They shipped him to Cleveland. Damn near to die. And he almost did. He almost did because Lord Baker Mayfield is not that good of a quarterback he's just he's just not it and honestly I'm um, i'm happy for him that he was able to get up and out of that situation and reports are saying that he negotiated with the cleveland browns essentially uh converting his salary into a signing bonus so you know a, another team can just essentially take the contract for the last couple of years off their hands so now there are teams that t- uh that obj would like to go to reports from adam Schefter of espn is saying hey obj wants to go to a team that is in contention for a playoff berth or a super bowl he ain't trying to go to no bomb team now at the top of the waiver wire is you know the bomb teams because that's how it works if you he's out on waivers and essentially a team that wants him put a claim on the waivers and the waivers typically work is uh based off of your record so the Detroit Lions at the top of the list and then you go you know down based off record OBJ will pull a Rob Gronkowski if he goes to the Detroit Lions Rob Gronkowski a couple of years ago was called by his agent telling him hey you're about to get traded to Detroit Lions and he said well I don't know how they can trade me because I'm retired so OBJ ain't going to no Detroit Lions He ain't go to no Jets, Giants. He ain't go to none of these bomb teams. There's two teams in mind. There's two teams in mind that I think he should go to. And I think that he would play very well in each system. The number one team right now to me is the Las Vegas Raiders. Derek Carr, he driving that car. They're a good football team, even though they lost to the bum Giants, but they're a good football team. Now, they just signed Deshaun Jackson, so we don't know if they're still going to be interested in OBJ, but I would look at the Oakland Raiders. They're a vertical team. They're a deep passing team, meaning they either try to hit you over the head deep or they get you on the intermediate route, and I think that's where OBJ excels. He can take a 10-yard pass and hit his head on the goalpost for a 40-yard tub. So there's one. The other team, in my opinion... Is the Baltimore Ravens. They've been looking for a guy. Now, they have Bashar Bateman back. They got Hollywood Marquise Brown. They got uh, Mark Andrews. That's cool. But if you had OBJ, that means he's going to get a one-on-one. And I'm sorry, one-on-one with OBJ is a big problem. Is a big problem. Now, the other team that I would consider if I'm OBJ – would be the Kansas City Chiefs. They're going to throw it out the lot. They're going to throw it out the court. They're going to throw it out the diamond. They're going to throw it out everywhere. Everywhere. It don't matter if it's KC, Japan, Australia. It don't matter. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to throw the ball. Even when they shouldn't throw the ball, they're going to throw the ball because that's what they do. And with Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, you're going to get a lot of single coverage and you're going to have ample targets because we're still trying to find a second receiver with Tyreek Hill. Now, let's talk about week 10. Now, every single week, what I'm going to do is give my predictions for the upcoming week. So, let's talk about all these games and who's going to win. All right, Buffalo Bills, Jets. Man, my Jets going to get the base beat off of them. They're playing at home. Buffalo is pissed off. We don't know if Zach Wilson playing, Josh Johnson playing, or Mike White playing. We know Joe Flacco ain't playing. So that's one. I got Buffalo winning handingly about 30 to 17. So anyway, the Thursday night game. Ravens, Dolphins. Man, the Ravens about to beat the breaks off of Dolphins. Dolphins are broken, dolphins are done. Next, Cleveland Brown, New England. I hope Cleveland wins. They're playing in New England. Last time they played in New England, Baker didn't look too good, but I have the Browns on the road beating the Patriots, because they will be able to run the ball. Browns win. I'm going to give it 24 to 14. The Buccaneers against the Washington football team. I've been saying it before, and I'm going to say it again. It could be the Washington football team, the varsity team, the JV team, or the A team. They're going to get the break speed off of them. This is going to be a blowout. This is going to be 38 to 11. This is nothing y'all know. Okay, Falcons, Cowboys. Cowboys are gonna win because they're ticked off because the Denver Broncos beat the brakes off of them last week. The Falcons, I'm sorry. Yeah, y'all won against the Saints um, just at the buzzer, but y'all gonna lose to the Cowboys. Cowboys win 27-14. Colts Jaguars. Man, the Colts are gonna beat the brakes off of the Jaguars. Jaguars is off a of high right now. They couldn't believe they beat Buffalo. They just couldn't believe it. But the Colts. That's a whole nother beast because Carson Wentz and them, they've been playing well overall the last couple of weeks, and I think the Colts beat them. They beat them bad. They beat them really bad. It's not going to be close. I don't even have a score for that. Steelers, Lions, Detroit. Detroit, Detroit so bad, they lost all their bye. week. They're coming off they bye. They're going to lose to the Steelers. End of story. Tennessee Saints. Mm, I got... There's something happening in Tennessee right now. After that slide against the Jets, they've been rolling, so I got the Tennessee beating the, the Saints. Cardinals, Panthers. Man, San Donald, broken. He more broken than Woody in Toy Story 2. That man bad. That man really, 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 really bad. You, it's so bad that his teammate that, that came from the Jets with him, Robbie Anderson, is yelling at him on the sidelines. So the Cardinals are going to win. They're going to prove a nine and one. Doesn't matter if it's Colin uh, Murray playing Colt McCoy or Colt 45. They're going to win. Chargers, Vikings, I got the Chargers. Broncos, Eagles, I got the Broncos. Very impressive win against the Cowboys in Dallas. Seahawks, Packers, two backup quarterbacks. Geno Smith against Love. And y'all saw Love last week against the Kansas City Chiefs. Only scored seven points. Ain't no Love loss. I got, since it's in Green Bay, I got Jordan Love getting his first win. I got that. Kansas City against the Las Vegas Raiders. Patrick Mahomes doesn't look like himself this season. That defense is not good. Yes, they only gave up 13 points against the Green Bay Packers, but Jordan Love was that quarterback. Um, if Aaron Rodgers was there, I think Green Bay wins. So with that being said, I have the Oakland Raiders beating the brakes off of the Chiefs. They're going to run it down their throat. They're going to play action past them. And now Deshaun Jackson, hopefully he can get in for that game and he'll be a deep threat. And then the Monday night game, Rams 49ers. The Rams will embarrass the 49ers. Now nah, I'm playing. The Rams will beat the 49ers. It'll be a close game because it's a divisional rival. They've seen each other so many times. And these coaches have coached against one another so many times but i got the rams the rams will win 28 24 once again thank you for listening to yet another episode of prove me wrong if you ever want to get on the show if you ever have any comments you can dm me or you can comment me at my instagram prove me wrong underscore podcast and I'll be waiting for your comments or else you gonna be walking out I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about Best to prove me wrong or else you gonna be walking out getting Walkin out walking out?